You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right, it's Tuesday and I'm here with Jim Johnson. Hello everybody. And Louis Ragoni. Hey Dolphins. We're going to talk uh, some football today, obviously. We're going to talk about uh, running backs. We're going to talk about wide receivers as it relates to the Dolphins and the upcoming draft. Guys, I asked you to do some looking at, at the uh, scouting reports and maybe look at a little bit of uh, film on these guys. Uh, you know, I, I, everybody knows we need a running back. I think there's some debate as to whether or not we need a receiver. And my thought process is we've got a lot of question marks there. You know, we don't know how Williams is going to recover. I just don't know that we have a solid number two receiver. So I really do think that... Uh, uh, until we know he's healthy, there is a question mark there, assuming he's the guy that steps up and becomes that number two receiver. So to me, there's a question, and to me, I think at the very least, they need some depth there. Yeah, our, our wide receiver group is is not as strong as many think. You know, Parker put in his, his best season last year, and he filled his stat sheet really up to the top. Uh, we were all surprised, and that's fantastic. But if he should regress or get another injury, uh, Williams may not rebound. Wilson may not be back. So I'm with you. We we need to get another body in here to at least uh, push for that number two spot on the roster. I mean, because uh, if anything happens injury-wise, uh, we could be in a world of hurt quickly. Yeah, we don't have a lot of solid depth there. The depth is a concern. We talked about that a couple shows back. Yeah, we did. The interesting thing. I mean, the thing I'm going to disagree with you guys on is is Preston Williams. I think he he proved himself last year. As long as he comes back healthy, well, that's the thing, Lou. Right. I don't think you can bank on that. I think you've got to prepare in case he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was a fairly substantial injury, so it may take him half the year to get back on track. Right. Assuming he's healthy, um, he's he's a very very good football player, and he was he was matching Parker. Early on, it would have been interesting to see who would the have came up. The only complaint I had with him is he dropped a few too many. That's it. Yeah, he dropped a few early on, but I mean, he's a rookie. You know, Parker's got a few years on. You're always making excuses for guys you like. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> it's hard not to like a guy that was so productive. I mean, he started from day one. So, I mean, it, it's no, a, I, I'm I'm teasing. You. I know I you like are. him too. Uh, you yeah. know, I just I don't like to make excuses for him. He's got to catch the ball. He's an NFL receiver, so no, rookie no or cl- not, you know, he's got he's got to come through, and, and I'm sure he will. No question, but more times than not, he did come through, Mike. I think he was a lot more consistent. Early on, I think he had some issues, and then he got better. I agree um, with that. His his best few games were prior to him getting hurt last year. So, you know, with with Williams, I think we're fine as long as he does come back healthy. And all the reports are saying that he's on track, and you know, he should be good to go. I haven't heard anything. You yeah, know, I heard the same in- thing about Tua. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But until we see him on the field, we don't know. We don't know. Now, with that being said, past him, you know, I I think that we have to get some depth there. There's no question about it. I mean, Isaiah Ford did a solid job, but was that more Fitzpatrick making these guys look better than they actually were? I mean, I think that has something to do with it. 
you know, there is some talent there. I think Albert Wilson, Grant is is who he is. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. I mean, Albert Wilson's another guy that's a big question mark. And I, I think you have to get a receiver, um, you know, a guy that is a, a slot type of guy. You know, you would assume that both uh, Williams and Parker on the outside, they're both big, strong guys. They can both run pretty well, but we need that that slot guy. You know, we need we need that type of thing. I don't think Grant is ever going to turn into the type of player we thought he was going to be because he simply can't stay healthy. He's small. Uh, yeah, I don't and, think he's durable enough to play in right. the slot. I said that from the moment they put him there. He's got it right. He's limited. So, you know, in regard to that, due to due to the fact he's small and, and he's returning kicks and punts for us yep. as well. So he's on the field quite a bit. And he does a great job in doing that. So, I mean, I'm okay with him just yeah. returning. That's what I think. You know, I my, my thought with Grant is you let him be your returner, and every once in a while you bring him in and try and get him isolated on a linebacker, and you take advantage of that when you can. And and that's it. I would not play him, you know, more than seven, eight, nine snaps a game at most. Yeah, right. that, that special package we've talked about for him before. Yeah, yeah, if you want to call it that, you know. Yeah. Just a matter of spreading the defense out and, and using him in the backfield instead of your running back or whoever. But, you know, that we haven't had uh, backs that were really exceptional at catching the ball and getting downfield, you know, so maybe they could use him in that role unless they draft somebody who uh, takes that role, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. With that, let's, let's talk about receivers first. Lewis, what did you see? When you were looking through uh, your receiver list, obviously there's some Alabama receivers that are uh, tempting. Yeah, there's there's a couple of them, but I like I like Rugs simply because I, I I feel that he's the slot guy. He's probably the fastest guy in regard to wide receivers coming out of the draft this year, and that's the type of guy I think we need. I think that we're lacking that. Albert Wilson. Due to the injuries the last couple of years, I think he's lost a half a step, and that's all it takes in the NFL. You lose that half a step, and you don't have that, you know, that uh, breakaway type of speed anymore. Uh, it, it 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 turns it, he turned five six yard patterns and and catches into big plays a couple of years back. You didn't see that last year, and I know he was coming back from an injury, but. You know, as he got healthier near the end of the year, you still didn't say it. So we don't know if it's ever going to come back for him. So I would love to see them maybe go out and somehow grab this kid Ruggs out of Alabama. He's 5'11". He's about 190 pounds, and he is an extremely fast guy. He's a uh, 42740. Yep. Tyreek Hill type of guy. Very, very fast. Um, I think that's what we need on this team. I mean, you know, you've got Alan Hearns and you've got Isaiah Ford. You've got possession type guys. You need somebody that can, you know, do what this kid does. So I like him the best out of all of them if they're going to go after somebody in regard to receivers. Well, if you're looking for a slot player, uh, I imagine he could fit in the slot pretty well. Couple I think you can things. put him anywhere, Mike. But yeah, go ahead. No, I know that. A couple of things they say about him is uh, he pinball he pinballs himself off tacklers. He's got exceptional balance, outstanding ball tracking ability. You know, for a, a deep receiver, uh, he can beat press coverage, which he probably wouldn't get much in the slot. But he does need to do a better job of making contested catches. And sometimes he gets soft to a slower start than his speed would indicate off the line. But uh, that that's stuff they can work on. Yep. He needs to use his hands and body better to separate as well. 
So again, that's coaching. You know, they'll they'll teach him how to separate. You know, he's got the speed. He's going to separate. And they'll they'll teach him how to uh, use his body to his advantage. Yeah. The only the only thing else I saw on Rugs, and he was on top of my list as well. But he he's not a real physical receiver, and he also lets the ball come to him rather than reaching up and grabbing it with his hands. So that's a concern for me. Uh, I want somebody that's going to go out there and grab that that ball out of the air rather than letting the ball come to him. Yeah, he and, needs to be more aggressive. And that's part of that contested catch thing. He he's yep. not he's not good with physical play, so he's got to work on that for sure. Right. And, and I mean, my thing is is that, like I said, we've got the physical guys. We've got Parker. We've got Williams. Those are those type of players. I mean, we we need a guy that that's going to burst out of it. You know those. Um, those flat passes, you know, out in the flat to the receivers, you know, the quick slants to where he can just pop it and go the distance. You know, yeah. that's what that's what I think this team needs at this point, you know, because honestly, the guys that we have playing those positions again, I just don't feel that, you know, that, that there's big question marks behind them. And none of them, I think, are, are really, you know, a, a danger to score every time they touch the ball. Now, Wilson showed some of that. Prior to his injury, but you know, again, you know, we didn't see it last year. Uh, this kid Rugs, you know, is capable of doing just that. You know, I watched some film on him, and uh, you know, he he takes it to he takes it to people. I mean, you know, he's he's got some weaknesses, just like a lot of these guys. Judy is another guy with elite deep speed. I mean, he runs a, a four point four forty, so that's you know, uh, that's that's pretty fast. <laughs> so. And uh, he he would be a guy, you know, uh, who would be just as nice to have if you could get him. Yeah, I looked at Judy Ruggs. Uh, Justin Jefferson's another guy. He's a he's a little bit bigger guy, 6'1", 202, uh, more of a physical player from LSU. Uh, but there's a guy that really caught my eye uh, from Baylor, Denzel Mims. He can jump like mad. He's 6'3", 207, and he's uh, 4'3", in the 40. And his catch radius is crazy. So he's got the speed and the catching style that I'd like to see. So that would be a, another great outside guy, or you can put him in the middle because he's he's pretty physical. Yeah, I looked at him. I forget what turned me off about him, but something did. Yeah, there's always something with, with all of these guys. Uh, you know, I was looking at a, a, a list of, uh, you know, draft guys in there and like a big board for CBS. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Jerry Judy and Ruggs were uh, number 12 and number 14. And this Denzel Mims was like number 43. So he was down Oh, sure, there. sure. No, he, I get yeah, that. No, I'm just saying yeah. that, you know, given a little bit of perspective. And all of these lists are all somebody's opinion. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, if we start trading picks away to get a quarterback, we're not going to have a lot of top picks. So some of these top wide receivers may not be there. So I did look at some of the some of the lower end guys on the on this list. Yeah, I, I did too. But and most of my lower end guys turned out not to be so lower end once once I looked at where they were rated to go. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of receivers in this draft uh, that are gonna that are gonna go reasonably early. Yeah, they, well, it's very deep, Mike. Yep. In regard to receivers, I mean yep. that's 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 common these days. You know, as far as the last couple of drafts, I mean it seems to be very deep in in wide receivers. There's Michael Pittman. He's six four, two twenty three. He runs a four five. There's uh, T Higgins. He's six four, two oh five. Runs a four five. 
so you know that, that both these guys have good uh, catch radiuses. You know, and they, they're they're good solid hand catchers. These are both guys, very similar players that uh, would be sort of what we have now, as opposed to you know uh, rugs. Uh, but if if they were looking for you know a tall physical receiver, both of these guys are that. Right. Yeah, I, I think they're going heavy in this draft on offense. I mean, the, the simple fact that they took so many guys in free agency on the defensive side of the football to fill the holes there, I think this is going to be a very, very offensive heavy draft for us. And you can see, you can definitely see one or possibly two receivers being drafted on this football team. I, I, you know, I feel that the, the coaching staff feels the same way we do. You know, they're looking at these guys with a lot of question marks and um, they're like, you know what, let's get some depth in here, some, you know, some more young blood and, and um, you know, roll the dice on a few of these guys. Speaking did you, of, did, um, yeah, sorry, Jim, either of you guys look at C.C. Lamb? I did. Or C.D. Lamb? Yeah, if that's his name, I forget. Yeah, it's C.D. Lamb, yes, yeah, yes. C. D. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. He's, yeah, he's the he's top-rated receiver, Mike, so yeah, of course he's, we look at him. He's up there on the list, six, <laughs> six foot two and 198 pounds, another uh, four and a half second uh, 40. Great hands, gets open, you know, a very good route runner. Some of these guys have all of the, you know, the, the physical traits, but they're not great route runners. Well, this guy breaks tackles, and that's that's what excited me about it, him. Exactly, and that was in my notes as well. And he was he's a good he's good at extending plays and uh, getting yards after the catch. So maybe an Anquan Bolden type of guy. They compared him to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yes, More so to Hopkins. Got you. Yeah, he doesn't have Hopkins' speed, though. I know that. Yes. Yes. You know, he, he's he's not extremely fast well four five that's that's probably yeah. average for a receiver it's not right uh, it's nothing not going to be that deep ball threat that the four three guys are going to be mm-hmm. right and does that translate into the nfl you just don't know well you know, the, the thing is he, he gets open a lot and that's what they say he's he's an exceptional route runner and he and he gets open even though he's not as fast he's when, also he's really good at getting off press coverage right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, he's an interesting guy. There's no question about it. But I think he's going to be gone by the time we even think about drafting. I think he's gone before eighteen. He could be. He I, he yeah. He was num- he was number eight on that list I was talking about earlier. So he's ahead of uh, Judy and Ruggs. So yeah, right. I really honestly, I believe they take a tackle at eighteen. If if you know, unless they move up to take a tackle, which is possible also. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're not drafting a receiver, Mike, at eighteen. I don't no. see it. Honestly, no, I, I don't see it. And, I mean, unless somebody incredibly talented is still on the board, like maybe Lamb or Judy or one of these guys, even with our third pick, if we still have our third pick, I don't see us taking a receiver there either. I really don't. I think you're looking at second or third round where they maybe, you know, take a shot on one of these guys. I would say at least a couple of these guys are going to be there in the second round. Oh, without a question of a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, most of these guys will probably be end of the first or or all the way through the second and into the third. So uh, we'll have we'll have plenty of receivers to pick from when whenever we're picking up up those this top couple of rounds. I wish it was quarterbacks instead of receivers that was so deep. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. All right, so running backs, Lewis, what did you see there? Well, we need a running back. We already talked about that. Um, I like Swift. 
you know, there, there's a couple of other guys that, um, that are interesting. Um, I think that Swift is a guy that we're linked to for some reason. I mean, a lot of these mock drafts have, have us taking him with that number 18 pick, which I find really interesting. So maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's Where not. Where did he go to school? Georgia. Yeah. He's a bulldog. Um, in- interesting, interesting player. Um, you know, with, with the running backs nowadays, the emphasis is more so on the passing game, even in college. So these guys are always, at this point, they're question marks. You know, the last few years, all these guys coming out of college are somewhat question marks, unless you got, you know, Barkley or somebody like that who you know is just going to be an absolute beast. The emphasis just isn't there anymore in college football in regard to the running game like it was years ago. I mean, I remember drafts and, and running backs coming out and you were like, oh, my God, this guy's great. That guy's great. I mean, this guy just – they ran the ball so much. Well, now, if you remember, Lou, everybody was looking for a bell cow back, and they've kind of gotten away from that more to the committee approach, except for a few teams who were able to get those elite backs. Exactly. So the big question becomes, you know, who do you get? In regard, you know, in this draft to say compliment a guy like Jordan Howard, and that's what you got to look at. They've got to look at a guy that can catch the football and, and, you know, and be more of like a Kenyon Drake type of football player. You know, that's what they need to compliment Jordan Howard right now. I mean, Howard's 25 years old. So it's not like, you know, we've got a guy that's, it's not like we have another Frank Gore here. I mean, this is a guy that can stick around for a few years and, and be here, you know, when this team turns the corners so you want to get a compliment to him well let me say this about swift uh we you know you talk about being able to catch the ball he had only three drops and 76 uh catches exactly and that's 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 the reason i like the player mike yeah you know that's one of the reasons yeah when i looked at these these running backs there was four or five Right off the top, you know, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, DeAndre Swift, like you guys have talked about, and, of course, J.K. Dobbins. These guys are all solid. You you really can't go wrong. And well, I actually got to v- visit him with Dobbins right before the uh, lockdown, the camp was uh, enforced. Yes, we did. And, uh, you know, I mean, any all the NFL teams know about Dobbins, and, and these guys are on, on all the team's radar. It's just about where are we going to have the opportunity to pick one of these guys. So if they're still on the board, I think any of those top guys could be, you know, drafted by us without a doubt. Going down from there, there's a couple other guys that kind of caught my eye. There's Cam Akers and uh, Zach Moss. Uh, Zach Moss is from Utah. He's not the fastest guy, 4'6", 540. That was one of his biggest... uh, Biggest knocks on him, but uh, 235 carries, 1,400 yards, and 15 touchdowns. 28 pass receptions for almost 400 yards and two more touchdowns, and only one fumble on the season. So that's a guy you you, you can't ignore. He's not fast, but no. he is. He has some elusiveness to him. Um, yes. He cuts really well. He's got strong legs and, and drives the ball well. He's one of those guys that's Tough to square up and tackle cleanly. He breaks a lot of tackles. Uh, he broke 33 on 66 receptions in his career. Yep. So that was a guy that, you know, I, I figure you can get in a later round when uh, we'll have less uh, other things on the plate by that point. Oh, I don't know if he's going to make a later round. I would think he's gone at least by the third round. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, second round rather than those first, yeah. you know, the first few picks, he'll be there uh, day two or three. So, and Cam Akers was another guy, five foot ten, two hundred and seventeen pounds, four four seven speed. So that's pretty good. Sub four FSU and a half. boy. Yeah. Yeah, Florida State. 231 carries for 1,150 yards, 14 touchdowns, uh, 30 catches for 225 yards, and another four touchdowns. Uh, he did have three fumbles. But, you know, this is another guy that's – this draft is full of this type of guy that, that put up a lot of numbers and are solid football players. And I think a lot of these guys would, would really add to our offense. Yeah, one of them's coming to us. I can guarantee you that. I mean, we're definitely – I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted two running backs in this draft. You know, somewhere down the line in the fourth or fifth round, take a chance on on a third guy because, honestly, there's just no depth on this team whatsoever. So yep. you don't you don't have any faith in Gaskins and Laird? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, Laird <laughs> I like. I think he's a solid player, but, you know, we have to upgrade. I mean, he did a great job and he was a great story last year, but he's very limited in what, in what he can do, Jim. Yeah, uh, no, you know, I, I, he, he is what he is. I mean, you know, he's he's never gonna he's never gonna beat you down in any way, shape, or form. You know, whether it's running the football, catching the football. You're you gonna know, laugh he, at this or think I'm nuts. One of the two, but he reminded me of Jim Jensen running the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The um, <clears throat> you know, the thing about the thing about the Dolphins this year is the fact that they have the ability with all these draft picks to basically do whatever they want to do. I mean, they have the luxury of drafting a couple of running backs in one draft. They have so many draft picks. And um, again, the fact that they address the defense in so many ways is going to allow them to have that flexibility on the offensive side to maybe take, bring a couple of young running backs in here. I'd love to see it, you know, bring the competition in and let these guys battle for it. And, uh, you know the other fella, Balage. Is he is he even on the contract this year? I think he is, right? Yes, yes. He's still on the contract. I mean, you know, I think that if they do draft a couple of backs and they do bring some people in now that Jordan Howard's here as well, and you mentioned Laird and Gaskins, Jim Balage's job is is really in question going no in the doubt. next year. No doubt. I mean, no this doubt. is a guy that was starting for us at the beginning of last year, and in all honesty. If they do take a couple of young running backs, he's going to have a really hard time making this football team. Well, when you can't catch the football and you're averaging like two yards per carry, you're not going to open anybody's eyes. It's just not going to happen. So, Did he average that much? I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit. <laughs> it's just a round number I came up with. I knew it wasn't good. Uh, but you, you're not catching the coach's eyes. You're not catching the fan base's eyes. Nobody knows you exist. You, you've got to show something, and he just – really didn't make anything of his attempts. So uh, it, it is what it is moving forward. Yep, there'll be a lot to uh, decide when it comes to the running back position. I mean, you know, we're all pretty certain they're going to draft a back somewhere, I would say, before round three is over. Mike, I honestly think they're going to take one in the first round, depending on how things fall into place. I really do feel that way, whether it's with our second or our third. If we do somehow land Tua, I think that you should probably go offensive line with your next pick, but there's no guarantee there. If they, if the, if the uh, linemen start coming off the board quickly and it goes in that direction, I can definitely see them taking a running back as early as the first round. If not, then very, very early, you know, with their early pick in the second yep. round. 
Um, I think they feel that it's an absolute necessity on this team, and um, I think they're going to address it early. Both are important. You know, in my mind, uh, because if you have a young quarterback, you really want that that better running back to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, you need the tackle to protect them. So to me, they're both important because they're both going to help him. Yes. Well, this uh, this new regime surprised us all, I think, in free agency. So I, don't be uh, too shocked if if they do something we weren't thinking they were going to in this draft. Like what? Well, let me get my crystal ball out. <laughs> could be anything. I mean, it could be opposite of what we think they're going to do. So you haven't thought of it yet is what you're saying. <laughs> well, you know, you know, if I'm looking at my crystal ball, people tease me about my crystal ball. And uh, with all the smoke screens that, that are out there, it's it's impossible to read that crystal ball. Yeah, I meant right to now. talk about that because people get, they see an article, you know, it says, and, uh, uh, and they I get know. so upset. I know. I, you know, come on, people. Yeah. It's you just- can't. You Talk. can't, you can't believe right. any of it it's right writing. now. It's, it's all smoke. Yep. Whether it's true or not, it's all smoke. Right. Okay? Right. And that's how you have to take this stuff. Oh, they, they're really high on this one and that one, and it's funny. Don't uh, believe what you read. laugh, you know? Is it the 24th yet? No. Oh, dang. But, Jim, you are on to something in regard to that. You just don't know what they're going to do. And, and you know, Mike, I know you're goofing on him and stuff, but he's absolutely right. I mean, you don't no, know. No, I'm not goofing on him. I agree with him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, we're all in agreement here. I mean, this this coaching staff can just – I mean, they can pull something crazy off. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they trade a bunch of their picks and, and, and move up to number one. Nothing's going to surprise me right now. I think this they're they're going for it. It's that simple. It's great. You don't want them to be conservative in in any way, shape, no, or form. No, you, we we've, we've seen, seen where conservative gets you. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you want them to roll the dice. You have to roll the dice. You have to do it. You have to gamble. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're gonna do it, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily agree with mortgaging everybody on one pick. You know, take you know sending everybody over there, but I, it wouldn't shock me if they did it, is what I'm saying. I mean, am I going to be in agreement with that? Probably not. I think if they do it, Lewis, they'll, they'll not they'll split it between this year and next year. They're not going to give up all their draft picks this year. That's, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, early draft picks. Right. Well, you uh, would hope it's not going to happen. I right? don't think it's going to happen. Right. I don't think it would make sense for them, and I don't think that they think it would make sense for them. I think, you know, it's possible they give up their three firsts. I mean, that's possible. Uh, and a second next year or something like that. Well, let me ask you this. Is Ross going to just insist on them doing whatever it takes to get Burroughs? Because I can see him put having input on this. I mean, I don't know how well, you guys feel about that. let me tell that. you why he'd have input. He'd have input because they were in the bottom third of the league in attendance last year. Right. And, uh, you know, that's got to concern him after he pumped all that money into the stadium. So I'm sure he wants more people to come out to watch the Dolphins. Um, so maybe he is saying, you know, guys, I want you to get me a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would insist that they get Burrow. He might suggest it. I don't think he'd insist it. Well, Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely it makes sense. I just think that, you know, he he's that type of guy that – you know, we'll push this issue. I yes. mean, if it becomes a situation where, you know, they're kind of teetering, you know, one way or the other, I think he's going to push them towards doing that. I think he's going to be all for it. And um, again, I'm not sure if I agree with them, you know, trading way too many, which I think 
that's what it's going to take to get that number one from Cincinnati, but we'll see. Well, I mean, what, I, I wouldn't be surprised you would trade for number one. We've talked about it, Mike. Right. You know, maybe, you know, maybe a number one, uh, you know, switching spots, maybe giving up one of the other picks in the first round this year and maybe, you know, uh, first or second round their next year. And, and that's GM it. just hung up on you. Click. What's that? <laughs> GM just, well, I tell that GM, okay, we'll go and get something better. He he doesn't need to because he needs a quarterback as well. That's, Mike, that's, they need that's everything. The, right. But no, but that's the crutch. Okay. This guy is the top prospect in the draft. Well, you know, Tua might have been and he stayed healthy, but he didn't and he's not. So, and he's one player, Mike. Right. If you but, can turn around and get four or five players for that one. Yeah, but you're not giving him four or five. You're, give, you're giving him at least two or three, right? Right. Two or okay. three is different than four or five. No, but so. very high picks. Yeah. And, and no, who's I mean, to say? You can give them later round picks. You can give them five picks. They don't necessarily have to be a first or a second rounder. You can give them a third round or fourth round. Whatever the case may be. You point. have to knock Cincinnati's socks off to get them to give you that pick. And there's That's n- what you have to do. So absolutely. you have to decide how you want to do that. Right. You know, how are you going to make it attractive to them? And the, que- and the, the big question is, is who can do what we can do for them. There's nobody. And who can who can benefit more but from it? You're asking a question that doesn't need to be asked because it may just be between Miami and Cincinnati. You know, Miami may know there's nobody else out there that can do it, but Miami also knows Cincinnati wants to draft Joe Burrow. So they have to they have to change Cincinnati's mind. Now the only way they're going to do that is with draft picks and or players. Well here's the thing, Mike. And and this is this is where I feel that Cincinnati would be smart, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Burroughs is not going to change that football team. They're horrible. They're, they're a bad football team. It's that simple. I mean, they're bad all over the place. They're not a very good football team. They need a lot. Of, they need a lot. They didn't address it like we did in free agency. So right. you can you can trade down and still possibly get Tua, okay? You pick up some draft picks in the process – to help you in all those other areas as a football team. Now, it's it's a matter of how much they value this guy Burroughs. Right. It's that simple. But, I mean, if, if I'm – And what they expect in return. Right. If I'm Cincinnati and I'm looking at, at, at this thing and I'm saying, well, you know what? If they're willing to, to give up another number one this year and give me a number two and a number one next year, so then Cincinnati comes back with two number ones next year as well, you have to consider it. You know, I don't think the Dolphins should offer more than that. Because if Cincinnati does want to move down and maybe they like Tua more than they do Burroughs, I don't know. I don't know what their thought process is, but I could honestly see them doing it. And I don't think the Dolphins have to, you know, just throw 15 picks at them to do it. I mean, they can add late round, later round picks, third, fourth round. Well, look, you start negotiating, but you have to start from a position of let's make a deal. Right. So you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want to <laughs> insult their intelligence, so to speak. Exactly, but again, think about the separation there. You're only talking about a few picks down. I mean, the Dolphins are so close to them, where other teams just don't have that to offer. You know, right. to where okay, we're trading down a few slots. We'll still get a quarterback. We'll take our shot on Tua. Well, you know? if if Miami wants him or they want Tua, I do believe they're going to have to move up because the Chargers are a wild card in all this. Yes. Yeah, they've got to replace Philip Rivers somehow. 
Right. right. So you don't know if they're going to be aggressive and move up or not, and they can do it. So, you know, Miami is going to have to be aggressive as well if they target one of those two players. So right. it's they, just a matter of what they're going to give up to move to e- either, you know, number two or number one or number three, wherever they decide to go. Right. Now, what can San Diego give them, Mike? They'll, they have they'll, picks this year. They have picks next year. Right. But do they have even close to what we have to offer? Absolutely not. No, they don't. They can give them a number one next year, but, I mean, past that, what can they give them? Players? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with that thought process is Cincinnati knows this, and they're going to play one against the other just just to try to up the ante. And what they want and what they end up getting could be two completely different things. So. Right. See, what I'm what I'm saying is not to cut you off, Jim, but what I'm saying is is that the Dolphins can offer them another number one pick on top of them flipping spots this year and another and a number one next year. San Diego can't do that. They have a number one next year to offer them. That's it. They don't have the ammunition that we have. They don't have the the ability that we have to offer them all that. They just don't. I mean, they can give them you know, three number ones over the next three years. Uh, that's basically what they can offer them. The Dolphins have the ability to just basically outbid anybody for, you know, for that number one spot. So let me ask Hands you. Down. So let me ask you this. If it took uh, the pick number five, pick number 26, and then a 2021 first round pick to get close to Burrow, would you do it? I think I would. Because you still got one number one next year, and you still got another another number one this year. Yep. And you're not messing around with any of your second round picks. You got two this year, and you got yeah. two next year, I believe, right? We have yeah, two exactly. in the second round next year. I mean, you could, Jim, you could even go as far as giving them. And th- again, this is this is why I feel that we we can just blow anybody else's doors off in regard to a trade because you can even give them a second rounder this year. Or a second rounder next year. Just throw that in to sweeten the deal. San Diego cannot do that. They just can't. They don't have all of these early draft picks like we do. Last year when we were trading players away and everybody was losing their minds, uh, we said in these podcasts that these, these, these things, these decisions give us so many tools to use in the draft right. that it's just amazing. It's, it's something that we haven't seen in the NFL in a long time. And we've got the most cards to play and all of our options are on the table. And that's, that's just fantastic to see. What they'll do with them is uh, up in the air, but we hold all, you know, whatever cards we want to play. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they would have held more cards had they lost a couple more games, but you know, it <laughs> is, is what it is. This is true. This is true. Uh, you know, it, that uh, those some of those wins are kind of bittersweet, but you know I think it did help build that coaching well, staff. Yeah, and we all we that, we, so. we can we can go back and forth with that, but this is this is the downside. Was to that. it worth we, it? Is the right, question right? Right, and Was we it can't worth we it? can't answer that now. You know, we can't answer that. We have to see how this turns out. Well, well, let, let let's look at it this way, guys. Okay, think about this for a minute. Okay, if we don't win five games, and if we aren't competitive last year. Do we get all those free agents here this year? Think about that for a second. No. Right? Do you get them? Probably not. You probably not. And does Flores command the respect that he does now? Maybe. 
There well, that's be. what I'm saying. You know, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be viewed the same had he, you know, only won one game and it and it went like that first game against Baltimore last well, they, year. They, so they were expecting games, him yeah. to win zero games. So had he won a couple, he probably would have gotten praised. Had those couple uh, been near the end of the year, uh, I don't know, I don't know Jim. I don't I know, don't, Mike. I, I should say I, I agree with Jim on that, Mike. I don't think so. ESPN was wanting the NFL to do something about us. We were so bad, we were going to get right. play, we were going to oh, get we players that's, hurt, you know? that's the point. <laughs> we were so right. if he has that team winning all of a sudden towards the end of the year, I think he would have got some praise for it. That's all I'm saying. That's true. I don't. I don't think he would have been in a coach of year competition, but uh, I think people would have respected that he kept the team focused and 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 actually and had them better at the end of the year, right? Like, and like he did, and like he's gotten credit for, just not to the extent, same extent. Absolutely. Well, what he worked with last year, uh, you know, it just sent a message out there to a lot of these guys. And I mean, the fact that guys want the money, the guys. Yeah, it's the money, Mike. But you know (laughs) what? I mean, they're getting paid regardless of where they go. Right. I mean, seriously. I mean, so maybe maybe we offered them a little bit more in, in some instances we didn't. Well, the a couple center, of players have said they, they really wanted to come play for Flores, the New England guys specifically, right. because they knew him and, you know, they respect him. And there you have it. You know, so the bottom line is, is you know, you've got to weigh it out and you've got to say, well, were those wins worth it? Because we would have been in a much better position. We would have definitely had either Tua or Burroughs had we lost a couple of more games. You know, actually, if we would have won a few more, we would have been way, we would have been in a much worse situation. The much fact worse. that we lost to the Giants and a few of these other teams definitely helped us. But, you know, that's water under the bridge right now. So, you know, we are where we are. And I think that we're going to be in a better position next year, regardless of the fact that we didn't have a higher draft pick. I think it, it, in my opinion, I think that it was worth it. You know, the fact that they were competitive, the fact that we, that we won five games. In my personal opinion, I think that it was, it was a foundation that he set for these players that are coming back next year. And I think that that's a lot more important than the fact that they draft, you know, that they're drafting a couple of slots down to where we expected them to be, you know, one, two or three, you know, we're now we're at what five in the draft. You know what, Lou, all you got to do is watch the Bengals and uh, exactly see what happens, you know, between the two teams who ends up where first. Right. Exactly. And the other teams that are in front of us, same situation. You know, to see where they land and and where they're going. I, I listen. I I'm very very confident in the coaching staff and the moves that they made this year, and I think that it was it was a very very smart smart free agent signing period for us. I think they did a really good job. They they addressed some needs. They got some depth on that side of the football, and now the draft is going to take care of the other side of the football. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, We saw free agency. We liked it. Uh, Flowers, I guess, some people have questions about, but I think playing him at guard kind of answers those questions, I think. Uh, Upgrade, Mike. It's an upgrade. That's right. And uh, he was improving in in Washington playing that guard position. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see where that goes. But uh, regardless, uh, I like the moves they made. We all did. And uh, if we can come out of the draft saying we like the picks they made, you know, we're, we're, we're halfway there. And then it's just a matter of if we have a season or not. How many more days do we have before this doggone draft? 
Well, it's the 23rd, and today's the 7th, so. Oh, man, it's getting close, boys. It's yep. getting close. You got you to gotta be fired up as a Dolphin. You just have to be. Of course. I mean, course. oh, man, it, it, it's going to be a fun three days. I it? am tired of reading all these uh, mock drafts and oh, articles, my. and it's so over the top. Just mm-hmm. let it happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, my, my news feed is full of it, and, and I've just been deleting them. I don't even want to hardly look at them anymore. It's, it's, it's just funny because every day they're rumored to be doing something else, oh. you know, and it makes the circle and it goes back to again, you know, it's just, it's just funny. So, you know, the record, the reporters got it right. So that's, that's what happens with that. So anyway, they've got nothing uh, else to do now, Mike, other than write, right? That's it. That's it. They're all <laughs> sitting home writing. <laughs> all right. With that, I think, uh, we'll call it a show tonight. All right. Uh, next week we'll be back again and uh, we'll talk some more draft till then fins up everybody fins up everybody fins up doll fans all right so that's our show for this week i just want to remind everyone that the fin fans podcast is part of the dolphinstalk.com podcast network 